Welcome to the Venture Sprout Podcast. I'm your host, Crystal Mollis, Vice President of Vizient's Member Back Ventures. And today I have with me Sarah Crate, Chief Commercial Officer of Dispatch Health, and Dr. Tanvir Guyby, Division Chief of Emergency Medicine at Inova Health, as well as Michelle Vassallo, Vice President of Nursing and the Clinical Platform Service Line at Inova Health. It's good to have you all on our podcast today. Thanks for having us. Ditto for me. Thank you. It's great to be here. Thanks for having us. Happy to be here. So let's get started. Sarah, let's start with you and Dispatch Health. Can you tell us a little bit more about how the company came to be and how you all have evolved? Sure, I'd be happy to. So Dispatch Health has been around for nearly 10 years, and I don't think a lot of people know that. The two founders are doctors, Drs. Mark Prather and Dr. Kevin Riddleberger, and they set out years ago to reimagine the way that 911-level care was delivered. Both of the doctors had spent two decades at the bedside in the ER, and then Dr. Prather had experienced his own issues with his aging parents, and he was just determined to find a better way that was more patient-centric to deliver that high-acuity care. He had a hunch that by changing the venue of care from the facility to the home, that he could provide better outcomes at a reduced cost and with a better patient experience. And so that's what he built. And so today, Dispatch Health is bringing the power of the hospital to the comfort of the home. We've built the nation's most complete system of care in the home. We see over 1,000 patients a day in their homes across nearly 60 different markets, and those patient services average an NPS of greater than 96. So it's a pretty incredible model. It's evolved quite extensively. We've got the reimbursement to support us with over 350 managed care organizations, and we're able to treat everything from on-demand acute ER-level care to scheduled post-acute visits to even that hospital level and SNF level substitution in the home. It's good to hear, Sarah, that the regulatory pace is starting to catch up with the demand and the the desire for consumers or even patients to have care in the home. So that's good to hear as well. It's definitely more expansive in terms of your scaling than I had originally thought. So I think that's fantastic to hear. So I'm going to shift over to Dr. Gabi and Michelle. If you all would give us a little background about your health system and why it was important for Anova to partner with Dispatch Health to deliver a new care model in a new way. Sure. Anova Health System is a five hospital system in Northern Virginia. So we're in a fairly metropolitan setting. And we have a catchment area of over 2 million patient lives and visits each year, as well as about 2,000 inpatient beds. And even with all of that capacity within our system and all of our acute care services and our pre-hospital network, we still find ourselves with limitations in the ability to treat patients in the way that they need to be treated, the way that they want to be treated, and in a timely fashion. So we've really partnered with Dispatch to think about the inputs, throughputs, and outputs in our system. With our inputs, how do we link patients who don't have primary care services into the Innova network? Looking at our throughputs and our outputs, how do we get patients the appropriate level of care at the appropriate time? And then looking at our transitions out of the hospital, how do we safely get patients to a next level of care and using our bridge services with dispatch, allowing safe touch points along the way to ensure patients receive longitudinal care and are comfortable and safe in their homes? The other option that we have with this company and this partnership, which has been incredibly valuable in the post-pandemic, 
pandemic world is that not everybody wants to come into a hospital. So how are we able to, again, serve patients in a place where they feel comfortable and they're able to get a high level quality of care? I'd like to add our mission and vision is to create a healthier community and dispatch allows us to do that by being innovative through the pandemic. It helped us solve some critical access issues where, as Michelle highlighted, sometimes it made sense to keep people out of the hospital, especially as we talk about aging populations. As our demographics are changing and our population is changing, it's going to be important to figure out how to deliver different care models to different patients based on their needs and wants and what makes sense. And so we basically want a healthy community and Dispatch has been a great partner in that. That's great to hear. Sarah, we're going to talk to you specifically about Dispatch's point of view on this and then also Dr. Gabi and Michelle as end users and providers of the service. But uh, first of all, Sarah, can you define for us what hospital to home is? Explain that hospital at home care and then provide your point of view as a solution company and what that means. And then we'll hear from Dr. Gabi and Michelle as end users on how they define it and how their providers and customers get value from it. Sure. Well, that question in and of itself is really interesting. And even the way that you asked it, you said hospital to home and hospital at home. And I have to say it is a little bit confusing, but the good news is, is that there's a lot of flexibility in how providers such as dispatch or health systems really create that model of care delivery in the home. So for dispatch, what that means is it's hospital level care in the home. We can address about 40% of all hospital admissions in the home. And those home hospitalizations save between five to $7,000 per episode, which has been recently cited in a white paper and various other studies. But when a health system or other group thinks about hospital-level care in the home, they really are thinking about what problem am I trying to solve and what patients am I trying to treat? So for us, we treat patients that are in the top fifth percentile of complexity and risk as noted by the Charleston Comorbidity Index. The common medical diagnoses that we see are things like CHF, COPD, cellulitis, complex UTIs, and metabolic disorders. And the people that we send into the home are ER-trained level physicians, nurse practitioners. We have virtual 24-7 availability of care for those patients in the home. And the clinical outcomes that we're able to achieve are pretty spectacular. So we're seeing across our patient populations, and we're active in nine cities right now. We're averaging over two patients per day being admitted into our program. And we're seeing a mortality reduction of 20%, readmissions down 25%, and overall costs down 25% as well. And Sarah, before Dr. Gabby and Michelle add, I do have a follow-up question for you. In terms of staffing and resources for the dispatch health model. When you talked about the scale and the reach you all have, how does that work with health systems? Are you using their providers and services or are you partnered? What does your network look like of providers? So across all the services that dispatch health provides, and just to reiterate the continuum of care, because I think it is a little bit confusing and it's important to understand, we provide everything from augmented virtual visits to ER substitution to this hospital-level care substitution, as well as nursing facility substitution and mobile x-ray, ultrasound, echo, and labs. All of those services, or I'd say 95% of those services, are provided by Dispatch Health W-2 employees. 
We have a couple thousand of them across the country. They're all, as I said, experienced in either ED or internal medicine. We work with a variety of different provider types, and they're either located in the homes or they're servicing our patients virtually through our clinical care coordination center. And so it takes a lot of effort to recruit and retain those employees, but we were able to achieve in 2021 a certified as a great places to work company with over 77% of our employees citing Dispatch Health as a great place to work compared to 59% across U.S.-based companies. And then when we partner with health systems, we do have a customized approach where if a health system has certain workforce in place or other assets or programs that they've invested in, then we work to connect to those. So as an example, when we deliver hospital-level care in the home, we need to contract with ancillary services such as home health, PT and OT, DME, pharmacy, And so a lot of times those services can be contracted through our health system partners or other partners. That's great. Dr. Gabi and Michelle, how are your patients getting value from a hospital at home care model? The way we define that they're getting value is potentially patients can be discharged home a day earlier because they may just need one more dose of antibiotics and there's really not an indication for them to stay in the hospital. So it's a win-win for the patient where they get to go home, they get a follow visit the next day and they may get that one extra last dose of IV antibiotics. So that's one avenue. And then on the flip side is when there's an ED to home model, it's instead of being admitted, because potentially they may just need to be admitted for one day to an observation status to get either a follow-up kidney function test to make sure it's not trending in the wrong direction, a dose of antibiotics, a response to culture to see is the antibiotic working. And in these instances, dispatch health has been invaluable. So we're asked the patient for permission, then we send them home, and then dispatch goes. And in the event that the patient is not doing as well as we anticipated, and they've been great about sending them back and communicating with us and bringing them back to the ED. So that's been very, very rare. And I'll share a story that makes sense and maybe will highlight the value. I had a patient who had COVID and who started on one of the newer medications and he had a little bump in his creatinine. He got dehydrated and his potassium was slightly high. It was at six. So we gave the gentleman some fluid in the ED and his potassium was six. And what he really needed to do is just make sure that potassium was coming down. And what he needed was a, a follow-up creatinine and potassium in 24 hours. Now, with the shortages and supply challenges that are existing in the outpatient world, the PCP and his kidney doctor couldn't see him in a day. So what we did is we sent him via dispatch health home because the patient wanted to go home. He did not want to be admitted to observation status. We sent him home. And he subsequently got a follow visit the next day, got his potassium and creatinine check. They were headed in the right direction and that bridged the gap till he got to his nephrologist. So it was a win-win. And financially, from a patient's perspective, especially our Medicare population, if they can avoid being admitted for these soft observation cases, it's a win for them because that's less of a financial burden to them. So that's how we've been defining it. And during covid and dispatch was a great partner in terms of sending patients home from the ED who needed oxygen and then just getting a follow-up oxygen check for a patient who was weaning off of oxygen in the hospital and they wanted to go home. So we created that as well. So I think the process is going to be evolving. I think Innova is innovative and I think Dispatch has been a great partner for our innovation. 
Yeah, a couple things that I'll add with that is as we think about the new way in which people want to be treated and the comforts of being at home over the last several years at this point, it's crazy to say that out loud. We're at several years here and the ability to longitudinally treat patients at home with a new model that goes to a home, has high quality services, the ability to do diagnostics in the home, provide lots of treatment, very high quality team members. In fact, several of them used to work for Inova in our market. So we've got a great rapport with them. That makes a big difference in the way that we were able to think about the care of patients, the ability to communicate back and forth between dispatch and the Innova Health System. And really a great benefit of partnering with the health system in this market is we have almost every specialty you can think of and a commitment with our dispatch partners with a dedicated referral line to get those patients being referred back into the system in a timely manner to address the needs that they have. So there's a lot of benefits that we've seen, certainly on the financial side, as payers are also looking at what is a way that care can be delivered in the non-traditional settings. And then we think about social determinants of health, it's also very important to consider, do patients have support structures in place? Can they even get to an appointment? Do they have transportation? Do they have family that's available there? Or is this a patient that it would take truly all day or several days to get a full workup done if we were asking them to do this on an outpatient setting for themselves? And so that allows us to avoid a lot of care gaps, which obviously lead to poor outcomes, longer disease. And ultimately, our goal as a health system is to avoid suffering, whether that's the anxiety connected with not having a diagnosis or being in pain or not being able to get in in a timely manner to see a provider. So we see lots of benefits in this partnership. And we've certainly got lots of cases, uh, the one that Dr. Guybee just described and lots of other cases where we've shown the value of being able to longitudinally treat back and forth between a health system, an innovative partner like this, and keep a patient in a more comfortable setting where they have the ability to receive the services that they need. That's great. Thank you for sharing all of that. The stories certainly are helpful to bring it to life. So it's really good to hear those stories. Sarah, I will start with you first. It is an innovative and unique business model. So can you explain a little bit more about how that works? Sure. So I think one thing that's really important to note that you mentioned earlier is that we do bring to bear the payment methodology. So the most important thing when you start out in a business like this, besides ensuring that the clinical care is top, top quality, is that you have a way to pay for the service. And so Dispatch has worked across the country for several years to develop our national and regional contracts with payers. And we're in network now with close to 400 managed care partners. So that allows us to offer our services and to be in network with most patients in the markets that we serve. That's number one. Then number two is we have to look at balancing the acuity of the services in the home. So when you're speaking about longitudinal care, we focus on the high acuity, high need, complex patients with usually multiple comorbidities. And so right-sizing the care so that we're treating those patients in the home, especially those with mobility issues, and then coordinating with our partners for the other services like primary care or specialty services or in-hospital care so that we can right-size the care across that continuum, that's a really important part of the business model. Because if we don't see that high-acuity care, we won't get reimbursed appropriately, and then the model at scale just won't be sustainable. 
And then the last pillar of, of this is the patient experience. So we've got to ensure that the patient experience and the patient outcomes are as high as they can be. And one of the reasons that we're able to do that is because in the home, we get the context of that home environment. We do a social determinants evaluation in every visit and understand, are there environmental inputs that would impact the care plan? Are there social inputs that would impact that care plan? How can we involve the family to ensure that that patient is well cared for and is stabilized in the home? And so building that protocol at scale into the visits will also ensure that we can give a complete care plan to that patient and ensure that they maintain their path back towards wellness. Well, thank you, Sarah, Dr. Guybee, and Michelle for joining us on today's podcast. And as always, Thanks to our listeners for joining us on this episode of the Venture Sprout Podcast. Please join us for more Venture Sprout Podcasts in the future. And if you have any questions about Memberback Ventures, our contact email is in the resource section of our podcast page. I'm Crystal Mollis, and we'll catch you next time. Mm-hmm.